welcome to episode four of the low 500 i'm hunter i'm gooch and i'm wiz and we are back again to entertain you with our outlandish takes and try not to be biased except for wiz recently the nfl released their schedule and we are here today to give our takes on it some of our favorite matchups record predictions for our teams so what are some of y'all's favorite matchups coming in the 2021 season so i'll let you go oh i was i know i was gonna say that i have not looked at the schedules for all teams because i have a full-time job and that's way too many games um all i've really looked at in depth is the week ones and the patriots schedule and like the big one i'm marking on the calendar for the patriots is obviously tampa bay and then both of the buffalo games yeah if i'm hopping right into that bias i've only really looked at the cowboys schedule and the games i'm excited for of course is tampa week one new england and kansas city just because if we're doing good, those are some pretty games there. Oh, y'all getting smacked by Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes going to be out by week 11. Mm. I hope so. I'm curious to see as the Arizona game is my favorite on the Texans schedule. That's If we go and win one game this season, I hope it's the Arizona game. But another one I'm looking forward to is the Miami game because – Watson's still possibly going to Miami. So if he goes there, it'll be going to be a thing to watch, especially when Will Fuller's already there too. He will make us look like burnt toast. I'm surprised that there's two games on the Texans schedule you're excited about. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of forced to say excited in this situation. but now, Do you all have all your draft picks for next year? Yes, we actually do. That, that won't we have- last long. Um, I feel like it will because, I mean, they have no reason to try to win now again. So now <laughs> for the future, we have a good old bridge and tie rod. Bridge to what? <laughs> a bridge to the Davis Mills project, I guess, or possibly Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler. He's like ass. Oh, my God. The whole class next year is ass what am yeah. i supposed to be hyped for nothing wait wait two years for that uh florida quarterback uh tony something tony he's gonna be pretty good Kadarius tony Kadarius tony look him up he's pretty good he had some highlights last year uh, they took trask out sometimes and uh in blowouts and he did pretty good but i just want to say that like the the bridge to davis mills like that's like the bridge to Terabithia where the girl dies at the end. <laughs> I, there's no upside for Davis Mills unless unless you just get extreme. Like when was when's the last time other than like Dak and Russell Wilson that a late round pick ended up being worth the shit? Like I can't even think. I mean, the only thing like giving me a little bit of optimism is people around the league are saying that if he would have stayed in college one more year, he'd have been in the top pick. But that's not really saying much because the class is so weak next yeah. year. Yeah, I think it's also because he didn't play as many games last season because of COVID. Exactly. So he was he was one of the top prospects coming out of high school, and he wasn't able to play a bunch coming out of, in Stanford because COVID. So. But real quick, you mentioned Arizona a second ago, so I got I to gotta get something off my chest. I'm, 
I was a big Arizona fan because I love Larry Fitzgerald. He's not on the team anymore, so I fucking hate him. And right now, tell me, the Arizona Cardinals are not the Raiders of the NFC. I have zero. I don't. I, I don't believe it. in their hype at all, dude. I, Kyler I, Murray is so this. overhyped. They look. They're just mad paper. that he left Texas to go to Oklahoma. He was asked for A and M. And good for Oklahoma, and you're salty. Because Oklahoma had a better team, but like Kellen Mond comes in, he was better every year and even better when we got Jimbo Fisher. Kellen Mond Dude, day one was better than you better can't than say, You can't say that the Cardinals don't have a higher ceiling than the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, they do because they're so much better on paper. The Raiders were like, what, 7-3 and three at a point last year? I, I said this on a previous episode. The Cardinals' offensive line is the only thing holding that team back. I don't know. I, I think Kyler I mean, Murray is not that great. They have a great defense. They have a great J. wide receiver room this season. I mean, it, they have great pass rushers and corners. But, I mean, besides that, the receivers they're working with, you got Larry Fitz. On his, I think he's, he's back on his last year, isn't he? No, he's a free so agent got, right now. Oh, he's, oh, I didn't know if he – I thought he went back. No, I don't think – I don't even know if he's signing with anyone. Well, regardless of him, you still have Hopkins, AJ Green, and Christian Kirk. Yeah, I mean, and AJ you Green. have you have uh, like decent running backs like that can receive out of the backfield too. Yeah, I don't know if they re-signed Drake or not. They, I don't believe. But I know they, they have did. Chase Edmonds, and Chase Edmonds was just just as good, if not better, whenever Drake was hurt. They let me see. Their running backs are Chase Edmonds. They got James Conner in free agency. Okay, so they're still not bad. But he's he's not anything either. Like uh, I had Edmonds on my fantasy team, and he like kind of carried me at running back through the middle part of the season, strictly off his receiving. I mean, he'd rush for like thirty yards a game, but he'd have four, five, six catches. And I'm pissed because I traded you. I traded you Edmonds and uh, Will Fuller for like CD uh, Lamb. Yeah. And what Mark yeah, Ingram or some shit? Yeah, I roasted you for trading Fuller, but it's a good thing you did because nobody saw him getting hit with a Peds violation. I mean, nobody saw Fuller being that good. We knew he was gonna be the number one receiver. We didn't know he was gonna be that good and that well, he's healthy. Big- yeah, he's been good every season. He's been Watson's number one touchdown or even number one red zone target. At least, no, not red zone target. He was always just a deep threat. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, that's, I didn't mean depth or touchdown leader because he's a deep threat. He's fast, but yeah. he just can't stay healthy. And he was finally healthy. But that, that's one, why he's healthy, apparently. One last roast to the Cardinals. I don't know if y'all heard, but they're already talking about their rookie they just drafted, Xavier Collins. Replacing Jordan Hicks as their Mike linebacker. I've been saying yeah. this. Y'all ain't been listening to me. I've been saying this before the draft started. That Zayvon Collins is going to be a fixture on someone's NFL defense. I mean, he's going to be good, but do you want do you want a first-year linebacker being your Mike? That, that's the quarterback of the defense. I guess, I guess we'll find out. I don't yeah, know. I was confused I, on why Hicks wanted out so badly because of that. I saw a couple or whenever it broke, news broke about it. Because, I mean – I don't know. Might be a contract year for him or something, but I don't think he wants out. I think they want to trade him and get what they can for him. See, yeah, no, I thought it, I'm pretty sure I thought it's because he wanted out. I can look it up real quick if we have time. Yeah, since Wiz is feeling so confident right now, I'm gonna make Wiz go first and given our complete 
season-long record predictions for each of our teams. So, okay. Wiz, you've got the Cowboys. Let me see. I've got it pulled up. All right, I went through and did a little win-loss. So, I have the Cowboys. are 17 games now this season. We are going 14 and three. Ah! We are starting off eight and zero. Ah! They're, they're going to give the fans some worries by dropping back to back first to the Falcons, then to the Chiefs. Then we're going to win four more straight, lose one more to scare wait, the fans. Who, so Washington. wait, all right. First of all, you got to go through your eight and zero. Okay, okay, okay. We're beating the Bucks week one. Prove it, game. Chargers, who cares? That team, that team is all offense. They're Cowboys of last year. The Eagles, we're sweeping them this year. The Panthers, I'm not scared of Sam Darnold. New York, Daniel Jones does not scare me. The Patriots, I'm sorry, Gooch. The Cowboys are better than the Patriots. Got are they? Week. Are they? Got a bye week. Minnesota, then Broncos, beating both of them. But then we're going to face a really good offense in the Falcons. I think they'll be better this year. Say we, we drop that game close, then maybe next week we lose to Kansas City two in a row, panic the fans. But then we come back, we win against the Raiders, the Saints, football team, New York Giants, lose one to the football team just to scare the fans once more to finish the season and win against the Cardinals and the Eagles. 14-3. and three. God, y'all's division is so bad. That division is terrible. I, I, we're easily winning both against the Giants and both against the Eagles. Just, just having this on tape is gonna make y'all's nine and what would it be? Nine and eight. Nine and eight. Yeah. Nine and eight feels so much better. I'm glad you have us going positive. (laughs) Um. So the Patriots, y'all are gonna kill me over this one um but this was actually hard for me um so i'm gonna go game by game i have us beaten miami um week one i i i think the patriots miami games are gonna be closer than like a lot of people think um i think both of these could be toss-ups but i have us winning week one um we've got all of our defensive players out like or back i mean because like people forgot like how good the Patriots defense was with like at, with all their COVID holdouts. Um, Jets week two, that's a W Saints week three. I think the Saints at that point are still kind of trying to find their post breeze identity and figure out their long-term quarterback situation. So that's a W three and O. Unlike Wiz, I'm going to keep it real and say we lose week four to Tampa Bay. I think there's just too much narrative there for Tom Brady, and Tampa Bay is just a vastly superior team. So there's a couple games on this schedule that really make me scratch my head and really like make me hesitant to put down like a certain answer. And Dallas week six is one of those. Like every part of me and you how much the I Texans. Oh shit. Yeah, well that's a W. <laughs> we're yeah, we're looking right past that one. Um yeah, so uh that puts us at four and one going into Dallas week six. And I think this game could go either way. Like our our defense is gonna be back, our defense is gonna be significantly better. 
strictly off of all our returning players that we didn't have last year. But you can't write off Dallas's offense. But and Dan Quinn. We don't know what New England's offense is going to look like. I mean, we all we got these receivers. We got the best tight end. What group. receivers? We have the best linebacker group to beat those tight ends. Um, out. What receivers are you talking about? Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. He even be our wide receiver for Kendrick. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, I believe. <laughs> Apparently, he's supposed to be super fast. Um, and I, I said this. I said this um, earlier in the year, earlier in an earlier episode. I think Nikhil Harry does it significantly better this year because he doesn't have to carry the load as a wide receiver one. I think he's he naturally worse than what he was. I think he's naturally a wide receiver two, wide receiver three, and he'll get to play that this year. And then we also we've got we've always wait, wait, got wait, 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 wait. I got he's had Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon on the same team as him. Antonio Brown for one game, but he, I'm just talking never... based off of last year. Last year he had Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman was like 42 years old last year. He's a slot receiver, anyways, and he was—he's not a wide receiver one. Edelman. But I just said. Oh, anyways, we've got always <laughs> a stable of running backs with our new rookie running back from Andre Stevenson. Who? You guys say this every time, but I have consistently told y'all that he is going to end up being one of the better running backs out of this draft class. That dude was an absolute monster out of Oklahoma. Looking up y'all's And it pains me to say this as an Oklahoma State fan because I watched this dude thrash the Big 12 for multiple years. Ramondre Stevenson. Like I said, off air, look up some highlights, familiarize yourself. The dude's got what it takes. So... I, I literally have no, like, can't decide where to go. Just for the sake of, like, giving myself some, like, wiggle room to be pleasantly surprised, I'm going to go ahead and give us the L against Dallas to put us at 4-2. and two. Jets again, week 7, W. Chargers, W. Um, simply because I think our offense will be better than it was last year. And our I think our deep – and I don't think the Chargers defense is going to be that much better. So I think our decent offense versus their terrible defense is going to give us the win there. Carolina, Cleveland, Atlanta, all W's. Um, Tennessee is an L. Um, I've got us splitting our home and aways with Buffalo. Those are super intriguing. I couldn't pick, so I just went ahead and split them. But overall, and then I've got us winning out the last four, which puts us at a super optimistic 13 and four. So one game worse than the Cowboys. One game worse so, than your pipe dream Cowboys, yes. Do you do you see yourself buying a nosebleed ticket for no <laughs> return? Oh my god. It's only fourteen hundred. He's walking. Down. Buying a, a nosebleed ticket for what? The the Patriots returned. A fourteen hundred dollar nosebleed. I, I gotta fly to Massachusetts. You know, that's why I said you're walking. Yeah, you gotta save some money. <laughs> yeah, the flight's gonna be more than the ticket. All right. 
All right, Tex, uh, Hunter, let's go ahead and get this Texas one out of the way. This ought to be quick. Are y'all right? So, week one, got Jacksonville in Houston. I'm looking forward to that. You are? I can already hear it now. Talk Rod Taylor fakes to the right. Oh, he takes it to the middle. Rushes touchdown. (laughs) Texans only trail 43 to 7. No, no, you see, he actually got tackled short and is concussed and now out for the season. I can't. I can't do it. I can't wait for. (laughs) I can't wait for a minor league baseball player to catch three touchdown passes against y'all. Oh my God, Tebow's gonna be the best tight end in the league because of his two games against the Texans. Be ranked number one. He's gonna have more touchdowns against the Texans than he will the rest of the season. He's he's gonna have six touchdowns from those two games, finished with a total of like seven or eight. (laughs) Thirteen catches for two hundred seventy-five yards and. Five touchdowns in two games. Oh, my God. All right, week one, I feel like just Lawrence and Etienne. And and Tebow. Week two, we have the Cleveland Browns. That's an easy L blowout. Probably won't even tune into that game. Week three, a little fun. The Panthers, that's another L. It'll be a little pizzazz on L. Yeah, do we have to keep going? (laughs) A little Um, pizzazz. We, We might score this game. Week four, I see a shutout in the future playing the Bills. Week five, Patriots. Mm, again, Houston Patriots versus New England Patriots. Uh, I see Houston taking an L. Five or zero and five. We got the Indy Colts. The Colts are the Texans' dads. Zero and six. <laughs> then we have the Cardinals, which I hope, hope. Will be the Wizards takes and be the Raiders. I'll see us winning this one. So one, no. one and six. Kyler Murray is shredding y'all. We see JJ Gibbs. Watts getting tins that game. We see Matthew Stafford coming back to his home state of Texas, beating the Texans fifty-one to fourteen. Okay. I'm, I'm kind enough Ooh. to give them two touchdowns, but it's why does why does the zero and seventeen team so zero and seventeen team have the most extravagant game by game predictions? I know score <laughs> predictions, <laughs> player predictions. Houston flies. <laughs> Houston's gonna fly to Miami where where Watson faces old team for the first time. Yes, I'm predicting Watson gets traded to Miami. Oh, they're gonna score sixty. Let's go ahead and speed it up. Titans, L. Jets, flirting with this one, but because it's Houston, L. Wait, okay, all right. Oh, never mind. I was going to say, if, if Watson's going to Miami, but I forgot that y'all are going to be starting Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, so yeah. So, Seahawks, L. Jaguars, L again. Tebow, MVP of the game. Chargers, Herbert's, gonna, Herbert's spanking us. 49ers, Garoppolo or Lance, doesn't matter. Houston, L. And to finish the season, Tennessee Titans. Marcus Mariota. I will or no, see. No, that's the Raiders back up. Shit. This is the yearly game where Derrick Henry scores 250 <laughs> yards <laughs> and three rushing touchdowns. So, Houston, L. Overall, it's a very promising season of 1-16. and 16. Wait, who did you give yourself the win against? The Cardinals? The Cardinals. Out of all the games in that schedule, that's the one. That's the only one I'm optimistic for. Oh, boy. 
All right. Uh, what else do I see in my future? Suicide. Next. <laughs> Let's see. Not, not a suicidal podcast. The the, uh, the Titans' backup QBs are Logan Woodside and Deshaun Kaiser. So which one is going to pass for 300 yards on the Texans in Week 17? Deshaun Kaiser. <laughs> <sighs> I'd kill myself. I didn't even know Kaiser was in Tennessee. I thought he was still in uh, Green Bay. He, yeah, he was only there for like two or three years and got traded. He got traded to like a – didn't he get traded to the Jags last year or some shit after? I don't, three, I don't think so. Three. No. I, I think we're all pretty aware of the Jags – backup quarterback situations in previous years. Yeah, yeah. We've gotten to see most of them. One kind of odd thing is a quarterback that I wanted always wanted to see shine was Josh Dobbs. I don't know why, but I feel like he given the ugly motherfucker. Oh fucking ugly. That dude's so fucking ugly. Okay. Jesus. But (sighs) all right, moving on. Uh Travis Etienne and Najee Harris both have been reported as working out at wide receiver in rookie camps this week. I don't know how to feel about that. I put that in and I'm just, it seems odd. Like I, I get the idea of having a dual threat, like Le'Veon Bell or something, but then you have, why do you, why do you draft that guy in the first round? If, you're not going to have him play that position. Yeah. I, I'm well, like, that and like it would be different if it was like different guys. These are literally like the top two running backs out of the draft. Oh, yeah. Guys yeah. who are both legitimate, respectable running backs. Yeah. I like ETN being put in wide receiver because he's already a threat there to begin with. I didn't see him as a true running back, regardless. Plus, they already have. James Robinson, so they didn't really need that RB1 spot. They just ha- wanted somebody that you could plug and play anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, we've seen a but ton Najee Harris, of... I don't understand why Najee Harris, they're playing him at wide receiver. Why are they giving him snaps there? See, in all of my um, in all of my mock drafts for the round one, I always had Najee Harris fall into the Bills, because I think that's their biggest hole. He's mm-hmm. a really good running back. Yeah. In so now to see it made sense that the Steelers got him. They need a running back. James Conner left. But then to turn around and turn that running back into a mainly receiver, it doesn't make sense. And like yeah, That's what I don't understand. Urban Meyer said at worst we have a, gr- a running back who's great at receiving. It's like, I mean, if he's great at receiving, I don't think he'd be lining them up at wide receiver. I don't It just seems odd to me. Yeah, I don't. I just don't understand this. Like, A... We've seen tons and tons of NFL teams be successful running two, sometimes even three running backs. And, like, that's why like, I, I eventually kind of came around and got on board with the Jags taking Etienne um, in the first round. Because, yeah, they already had James Robinson. But it's like, especially in today's NFL, like, you're not going to hurt yourself by having too many, like, good running backs. And – you've seen it all the time you have like a volume back and then a receiving back like that's kind of a tried and true formula lately in the nfl so like receiving out of the backfield is one thing but like a complete conversion to wide receiver seems like like if you if you wanted a slot receiver you should have just drafted a slot receiver 
especially with the 25th pick, there were still the majority of the like quality wide receivers on the board at that point. You could have gotten so much more. Yeah, one thing I've read is like, especially for the Steelers, what it, it makes I think it makes more sense for them doing it than the Jags because um they've got no O line. So there, there's gonna be times in the game where they have to put it out five wide. So I guess it would kind of be good if Najee Harris is good for that, but with the Jags already having a good dual threat running back, it just makes no sense. Yeah, I'm I don't understand it. Like unless this is like all just some real high level stuff that they're planning on for like like really specific game scenarios like that kind of situation Uh, i i just don't see you converting either one of those guys to a full-time wide receiver and if you do if it is a full-time wide receiver why didn't you just draft a receiver exactly it like doesn't make any sense especially in the draft that was so stacked in wide receiver Mm -hmm. and real quick while we're talking about wide receivers it just clicked to me that um the who is it the the Giants drafted Kadarius Tony. Everyone saw it as a reach, but I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being one of the best receivers out of this class. And I'm kind of pissed about that. He's gonna light up just, the just Cowboys. Mark it on the tape. I think Kadarius Tony is one of the best receivers in this class. I think I think he'll be better than um. Don't say what you're about Scott to say, Smith. Okay, that's no. I thought you were about to take Devontae a shot at Smith. No, I thought you were about to take a shot at me, but. Oh, no, no, no. Devontae Smith, Marvin Jones Jr. Or no, no. Who are they? Fuck. The Lions receivers went all over the place this year. Marvin, like Jones, Marvin Jones is in Jacksonville. Yeah, he's in Jacksonville. Who's their other receiver Um, they got? Oh, fuck. Who? The Eagles? No, the Giants got... um. Oh, God. They got the other free agent Lions receiver this year. There was Marvin Jones and... Uh, who was it? Damn. Giants depth chart. I can't even think about it. And to for correction towards the Cardinals, Cliff Kingsburg affirmed it that Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons will be the two inside linebackers and that Collins will indeed be taken over the Mike backer role. And so Jordan Hicks was given permission to look for a trade. Kenny Galladay. I think there's Tony will be water. Oh, I did one over Galladay. I didn't know that Galladay left Detroit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, whoever their quarterback's name is now, I'm off on names right now. De- Detroit's fucked next year. Detroit's got Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Jared Goff it, is screwed. Where's Marvin Jones? Is he in Detroit? Or... He, no, he's in Jacksonville. That's right. Uh, Detroit has nobody. No, they, they've got nothing. They've got a decent second-year running back. And they got a good O-lineman, but their defense is awful. Any good defenders have been traded away or left in recent years. Their whole offense just left this year. Yeah. Uh, the Detroit might be worse than the Texans. Sorry, Colton. <clears throat> Diehard Lions fan. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've pretty much drained as oh, much yeah. NFL talk as we can out of this dry week. So let's move on. NBA playoffs, NBA regular season wraps up today. Um, so there, I think there's a couple matchups that like, still have yet to be decided. Everything else, though, is pretty much set in stone. 
I know the Lakers and um, Blazers can flip positions, and so can the the Nuggets and Clippers can flip. But so other what, than that, I think it's set. Where are the Lakers sitting right now? They're so they have to win, and the Blazers have to lose. And the Lakers are the sixth, yeah, sixth seed. And if they don't, either those don't happen, or the seventh seed, and they're in the play. Hmm. So, but the but the Blazers are playing the Nuggets. The Nuggets most likely want to lock up that three seed, and um, I think I think the Lakers aren't going to have to play at the play in. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, so you think Lakers are playing in the play in? No, I think you... I think they squeeze their way out. Okay, so then let's just go through and do quick play-in predictions um is it where are the warriors sitting right now so the warriors are sitting at eight they locked up the eight so the warriors are going to be playing lakers or blazers so yeah so you've got in the west the play-in is uh grizzlies versus spurs and warriors versus uh lakers or blazers and then the winner of those two games plays wait so so the winner of the seven and eight gets the seven, correct? Yes, and the and then the winner of the second game, the the loser of seven and eight, and winner of it nine and ten gets the yeah. eight. So okay. if you're seven or eight, you have to lose twice. So I'm I'll go first just because I think um I think the Grizzlies beat the Spurs. Really? Yeah, I don't I don't have any basis for that prediction other than just my gut, but I'm putting it putting it out there. Grizzlies. Uh, beat the Spurs, and then I don't really know. I think hmm, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go bold, like I said, because I've done zero research, and I'm just going off off the top of my head here. I'm gonna say Warriors win the seven eight game, and then regardless, the loser, the whoever, like the Lakers or Blazers beat the Grizzlies, so you'd have Warriors at seven and uh, Lakers or Blazers at eight. That's, that's actually, my prediction. That, that's my exact prediction. I think the Warriors yeah, win mine. no matter what, and then whether it's Blazers or Lakers, they they beat – I've seen Antonio beating Memphis, but they beat them. No, yeah, no, I have Memphis beating San Antonio. I just really like John Morant, what he has, and what he has to offer. I hate John. John Morant is the Kyler Murray of the NBA overhyped. No, no. no. He, his play backs him, but no. Yeah, he, I, got, I don't know. He, he, he's coming out saying he's a top five point guard. Uh, not top If Golden State guys. goes against <laughs> LA, I could, I'll see Golden State winning, but if it's Golden State and Trailblazers, I could see. Portland giving them a run for their money. See, I think Golden State's been hot lately. Golden State. That they have been hot. That was one of the like basises for my prediction, just strictly that they're uh they've won eight of their last ten. No, no, I just it hurts. I can't ever count Damian Lillard out because he just he has that clutch factor. Okay, so let's move on to the east. Um Mainly, so that one's locked up. We've got Celtics, Wizards, and Pacers, Hornets. Um, Pacers, Hornets. I think that that one interests me more than the seven eight. I'm gonna take the Hornets just off of like 
intrigue. Like I, I think I I'm more interested in the Hornets than I am the Pacers. So I'm gonna go Hornets uh, be over the Pacers, and I think I think the Wizards whoop the Celtics. Oh yeah. I've got a, I've got the Wizards beating beating the Celtics too because that sets up a nice uh, Nets versus Wizards first round. So you got Harden versus oh Harden versus Westbrook with Nets. Sign Wizards sign me up for that. Wizards aren't winning, but that'll be fun. You get Russell Westbrook versus both of his two versus KD and Harden. I forgot about that. But then I have I have Charlotte winning too because I mean Charlotte was in play. They were going to play for like the fourth seed, I think, before before um, Lamelo Lamelo went down. Yeah. I know they've kind of been rocky since he came back. Yeah, but I think like it's just one of those things when you look it, at like a one game playoff versus like a, a series. Oh with, yeah, with Lamelo Ball, like anything can happen. And then I have yeah. I have Charlotte then beating Boston to be the eighth seed. Oh, that's bold. See, so that wasn't sure about that one, like. That's what I want. Like, I would love to see that. I just don't know if – which I think the Celtics have the potential to play that badly. But so if, if the Celtics play halfway decent, I don't really know if the Hornets can get over the top like that. But it's definitely not out of the question. Yeah, it's hard to say when the Celtics play halfway decent because as of late – it's very, very rare they play halfway decent. Exactly. Even when they were fully healthy, they would just drop like I games. I don't understand what their problem is because they I mean they had a bunch of potential this entire season, but they just could not get it together. It's like they're not on the same, on the same page. I mean, they had a lot of COVID and injury issues here and there, so they never got. They, I, I get they never got really got the chance to get in sync, but I mean, even when they were all health, all healthy, you know, you still when you're playing a bottom team in the league, that's the game you're supposed to get it together. And they'd still drop yeah. some of those. So I, I I have no faith in the Celtics. Okay, so uh kind of going away from the play in, I'm gonna kind of I've I, the West, like the seedings don't really oh, no. interest me that much. I think it's I think it's kind of mainly gonna fall pretty much like along the lines. I think I don't the good teams in the West are good and the the bottom seeds are just not as good like i think it's pretty straightforward i am eyeing the bucks and the heat series i think that the heat have every chance to win that series of course and that would be a repeat of last year i know and like just the six over the three like i think if there's gonna be any like notable upsets in like the first round that's the one i'm putting yeah, the Bucks are so suspect. I don't, I just don't see. I don't, I don't know. I don't see them making it to the championship for sure. Yeah. But no, because does Miami have enough of a bench to last long enough to even make it through a seven-game series like that. Because if they did make it out of the first round, they would have to play more than likely the Nets in the second round. Yeah, and I'm definitely taking the Nets in that one. Yeah, neither neither Milwaukee or Miami have a bench that can match or stay stay together and put together a comeback or a lead over the Nets whenever their starters are out. Yeah, I think I don't. I'm pretty excited for the uh, mix and Hawks mm. series because see, both- so I'm not so excited for that series, but you kind of beat me to it. I think like 
the Knicks are like my one team to watch, just given like their seed and where they're at. See, I think those teams match up like that's a fun matchup on paper because you have you have Trey Young, who's always fun, and then Capella is a good defender. And can he stop Julius Randle? If Capella can stop Julius Randle, then can the Knicks even have a chance of pulling this off? So oh, I, I have the Hawks coming out. I guess it's kind of an upset there. Yeah, they're only one game difference, but oh, see, Eastern I have the Conference. Knicks coming out of that one. Yeah, I got the Knicks coming out, but the whole Eastern Conference is so much more fun to watch in the West. Yeah, I think yeah, the West, like for the first time in years too. So the West, the West is weird because you have you have Utah and Phoenix at the top. I'm I'm hoping for Phoenix to pull it out this year, but Utah and Phoenix are big question marks to be in their first year at the top. And you have Denver and Clippers, who should be should be better. Should be better competition for the rest, but you just can't really see it. And then Dallas and Portland, I don't see them doing anything. And then Clippers, no, sorry, Lakers and Golden State, they're the teams I'm most afraid of in the entire West. And they're at the bottom of the... You're more afraid of the Lakers and Warriors than you are of the Jazz, Clippers, or Suns. If you... Okay. Especially the Lakers. If you think... If you think... So the Lakers could be six, seven, or eight. That's where they can end up. If you think the Jazz, Phoenix, and Denver are not shitting their pants at the idea of playing the Lakers first round. Right. And, I mean, you could – I can see the Jazz for sure because the Jazz are never – they always choke. They find a way to choke every no, year. I, just, I, I can never – I'm never confident in the Jazz. I can't ever 100% I, say, oh, we're going to win this series. See, that's actually why I would hope the Lakers somehow to fall to aches. I think Jazz actually match up the best. Gobert could stop both. Um, Drummond and AD, and just the the Jazz are deep with two six man of the year. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is he healthy yet? I think he's supposed to come back for the first round. I don't know. Yeah. Don't if if he comes back, I think I think Jazz match up good. It could be the Lakers. My favorite team in the Western Conference is hands down the Suns. Oh yeah. I love watching them. I love seeing. It's just a it's a great comeback story from the poverty that they've had to deal with. <laughs> Real quick, I'm sure Hunter will agree with me as a uh, – and maybe Gooch a little bit. Um, but as a former Rockets fan, I love the playoffs this year because you have the 76ers with Daryl Morey, the Brooklyn Nets with D'Antoni and James Harden, P.J. Tucker's on Milwaukee, Clint Capella's in Atlanta. Um, let's see, who else? Chris Paul in Phoenix and – Ben McLemore and the Lakers. We are everywhere in the playoffs right now. So I've got I've got some guys to root for, which I'm kind of happy about. But I am for the most part pulling for the Nets and the Suns. Wiz is that NBA fan who like tries to claim the success of players who used to be on his team. Like it's not like he went to like the University of Houston. Now he's in the NBA. Like, even though okay, well, James Harden. The Rockets is, is pretty much the University of Houston. Right James now, Harden but... on the Nets is different. Like Capella, he how? Because the the Rockets made like that's where he became James Harden. That's where he reached his level. It's different. Like I can't, I can't claim Chris Paul. I love Chris Paul. I love his time in Houston. I mean, I could turn around and turn that back on you and say that y'all wouldn't even have wanted James Harden or given him the opportunity to become James Harden if it wasn't for his time on the Thunder. 
So then, am I allowed to claim the Nets' success, not only for Kevin Durant, but for James Harden's time on the Thunder nine years ago? I mean, I say you could – I say more Kevin Durant than James Harden and possibly – Kevin Durant. The the Wizards, too, for Russell Westbrook. Well, the only thing I took from Wiz saying that was – why the fuck couldn't Houston win a championship with all that? Why is it so Yeah, important? coaching. It was that's coaching. That's what I took. You just said Dan Tony on the fucking wherever. He's a fucking assistant coach, and he's better in that position. <laughs> he doesn't even be a goddamn head coach. So pretty much what you're saying is that Houston took all of its, like, stars and all of its, like, talented core and blew it up into role players in different – situation James Harden James Harden Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook are not role players though so but Mm, that and Capella well you miss Trevor Ariza in um, Miami don't give a fuck about Trevor (laughs) (laughs) he would 0 for 7 or 0 for 8 in game 7 I don't give a shit about Trevor Ariza (laughs) Tony is a poor man Steve Kerr Oh, I got a great conspiracy one day to talk about with the that game seven game. I don't even have conspiracies conspiracies okay. about that shit. The NBA came out and said, "Oh yeah, we missed like ninety calls that game." But sorry, Houston, the Warriors won by nine. So while we're letting that. while we're letting Wiz just go on his Houston pipe dream, I'm gonna just go ahead and give him his shine. He put it in the notes. I'm probably going to, like, mute my headphones there in this, but Wiz, go ahead and talk uh, about the Astros. Oh, uh, oh, I thought you were talking about something else because I, nope. I, I've got one last thing, hype, before I move on to Astros, and it's the Rockets ruined everyone's shot at a Clippers-Lakers first-round matchup because after we beat the Clippers with fucking none of our starting lineup, Wood was out, Kevin Porter Jr. was out, Tate was out, and... uh. Some other guy, John Wall. They're all out, and we beat the Clippers. Some other guy, <laughs> John Wall, the biggest name on yeah. the roster. Yeah. I know, but like, still, all those names out. It's our entire starting lineup, and we beat the Clippers. Now Time it's impossible. Out. Time out. Hunter, you just missed a buzzer beater touchdown by Sam Houston State to win the championship. I've been saw it earlier. He wrote it down. <laughs> I guess I just blew your highs and lows. But, 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 but thank you. But yeah, I just you, saw the ESPN notification and yeah, uh, whenever earlier. If you look, if y'all are watching on YouTube, whenever I start like doing this earlier, like chanting, I saw the buzzer beater touchdown for St. Houston to win the. Why? Why does this shitty college football have more buzzer beaters in the NBA this season? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Okay, but but getting, yeah. getting on from the Rockets, ruining the Lakers-Clippers first-round matchup. Um, the Astros, as of just now, we just uh, beat the Rangers earlier. We're on a six-game winning streak, and I've won eight of the last ten. The bats are finally alive. The two games we've lost have still been high-scoring games, and our pitching's kind of getting it together. So who's going to stop yes. us? Yeah, gonna, we, we have we have two pitchers out right now um or or odorizzi still out and someone else o- and what? i just want to know like wiz's fanhood like he you get just the pure luxury of having like all your teams be in the worst divisions in their entire league oh. 
dude, look at the Astros division. It's terrible. We're two game. We're two games. I'm not saying anything about the Astros. The A's are. They're one good. game behind of the lead league. Okay, look at the rest of the divisions. <laughs> the Astros are two games behind the lead. Let me see. Mariners. Yeah. Mariners are at like, us. Name name one player on the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> Russell Yo, Wilson. Oh, my point. No. Oh my. <laughs> that that would go for the Rangers more than the Mariners. Is, is and then no, Mar- I think yeah. it's on the but but the LA Angels are a mess of talent. They've got good players and they can't win. So yeah, I don't want to hear shit about them being bad. That's just that, that's on. They're seventeen and twenty-two. What do you mean you don't want to hear about them being bad? But they've got great players and we still beat them. It's like I don't know, but the, Ran- the that, Rangers, like, the Astros, just have no great players. Everyone on the Astros is great. Okay, except for um. Miles Straw, he is ass, but he's on my fantasy team, so he's starting. Hey, don't don't cap on Miles Straw. It's too hard because he he did have the game winning steal the night eleventh inning, it, off of a wild pitch. off a wild pitch. That was nice. My only stolen base this weekend, fantasy baseball. That's the only thing Miles Miles Straw is good for. Stealing bases, fast. He he's got that Jose Altuve when he was young speed. But, yeah, we had Lance Coles uh, Jr. today go with zero ER over six innings pitched. Glad I got him in a trade. Cooch had the nerve to put a snooze emoji next to my uh, next to my Astros. Because no there. one cares. We are a half game better. If you don't live within like a 30-minute drive of Houston, you don't give a rat's ass about the Astros' success. Yeah, because last year I was That's on vacation. That's not true. Because there are more, there's more Astro fans in San Antonio than Rangers fans. That's only the Texans. Chill. That's true for you. Leave, you go to Galveston, which is south of Houston. There's nowhere in between, and it's Cowboys fans. But Astros fans spread out a little bit. See, San Antonio is what I was about to talk about because we were on a vacation last year in San Antonio, and I wore, I have an Astro shirt that says "Hate Us" on there because of you know the cheating shit. Well, I got so much shit from random ass Yankee fans all over San Antonio. And it was just around the time that the Yankees had gotten a whole bunch of trouble for sweeping, trying to sweep cheating under the rug. So I'm like, why are y'all even trying to talk shit? The, right the now? Yankees y'all are still just as much shit right now. The Yankees currently are fighting in court to keep a sealed envelope or an envelope sealed with evidence in them cheating. Why are you fighting yeah, no, it? Yeah, that's if, whenever the news broke. That's whenever I was getting harassed in San Antonio. I'm like, bro, I'm just trying to have a good time at the mall. What the hell are y'all doing? But I guess while we're on San Antonio, have y'all heard about the Oakland A's actually want to leave Oakland? And one of the destinations, possible destinations, is San Antonio. And I think that city deserves it. it. Las Vegas, probably. But San Antonio. <laughs> San Antonio deserves a football team. They should have got the Raiders. The black and, black and silver and the black and gray Spurs. That'd be nice. I really, I really wanted the Raiders to go to San Antonio. San Antonio is a good market. So every time MLB and MLB expansion comes up in the news, like every other year, it seems like, and every time every ESPN baseball reporter releases their top five cities, and in our, inevitably Oklahoma City is in oh, someone yes. every year, every single year, and it's because we have like a historic minor league stadium in 
uh, Bricktown, which is, if you're not familiar with Oklahoma, it's not, Bricktown is not downtown, but it's like our historic, like, entertainment district type deal. Um, you got a phenomenal Pro- minor Pro- league. but nice? Uh, no, actually nice. <laughs> um, and with, like, 21st century internet. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, oh, yeah. So, no, we've had, we've had plans. And the reason this gets thrown in is because the ballpark already exists. Um, and we've had plans to renovate it and expand it into a major league ballpark for, I think, like 15 years. So, every single time the MLB even hints at the possibility of expansion, the like OKC is just like raising their hands, pointing at this ballpark they've got, like, oh, we could do it, we could do it. And I've, I, I used to be like on the big like hype train for that, and I've quit because it's just it's too much of like a letdown every other year to think oh we're we're finally getting an mlb team and then we don't and see there there's been a bunch of rumors around san antonio expanding their downtown re like rebuilding some of the alamo so the experience is more full and with expanding downtown if if the option was there redo the spurs stadium nfl or mlb stadium so I would love that to happen in my lifetime. I like I I I love the Astros. I love the Rockets. For some reason, I'm a Cowboys fan, but I like the city of San Antonio more than Houston. One one last bit on the MLB before we move on. Um, the baseball. I think I can't remember if it was the last two episodes or the episode that got lost. But I the baseball gods heard heard my pleas after Albert Pujols was cut by the Angels. And Albert Pujols has now been signed by the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, for the remainder of the season. I haven't dug into, like, the details of the contract very much, but strictly as a uh, Albert Pujols fan, this is about as good of an outcome as you could have, like, hoped for aside from him rejoining the Cardinals. And this also got me a little bit hyped because I mentioned that the Angels pretty much ruined my vacation by doing this. Well, I had my vacation to watch Albert Pujols in Dallas play for September 2nd. And the Dodgers play the Cardinals in St. Louis September 8th. So if anybody listening to this would like to buy two texas rangers tickets for september 2nd dm me on twitter because <laughs> there's a good half eaten stick of gum i've got not no cut interest it. in seeing the rangers and angels but they're really is... good seats by the way just thumbs <clears throat> out there to the listeners they are very good seats and i can send you as much info as you need um I'm really trying to offload these tickets soon so that I can hopefully go see the Dodgers in St. Louis. But I also, I told my wife this, I'm not making the same mistake I made with the Angels. I'm going to wait this shit out and make sure that Albert Pujols actually stays on the Dodgers. See, that's what I was going to say, say what, is what Pujols... What happens if they don't even play? Or if Pujols doesn't even play? Yeah, I, I think he'll play, but on the Dodgers, will he be able to get consistent playing time 
so that that's another thing well, no it won't be consistent playing time um but the other thing i was thinking about so that series is either a three or a four game series and it's like monday tuesday wednesday or monday through thursday series and so i'm kind of like trying to debate because like it's in st louis and it's the end of the season so he's gonna play like you're gonna watch all four games no yeah i get four tickets um it's inevitable he's gotta play one of these exactly at some point in uh in that series he's gonna play in st louis like it has to happen my odds are that it's probably more gonna likely to be towards the end than the beginning which is inconvenient because like as far as like travel and like taking time off from work goes it'd be better for me if he plays monday so also throwing this out on the internet anybody who works for the dodgers and might know, have some information <laughs> hit me up so i know who which game to buy tickets to that's all my mlb news for the week you got you got anything hunter or we both like the astros they're both yeah i got my I got my mlb out with the astros six game winning streak hot no one cares how's well, your fantasy team doing with all astros it's it's doing pretty good. I'm like uh right now the middle of like the standings is pretty like close. It hasn't like middle and bottom have or top and bottom haven't really separated from each other. But I'm doing good this week so far. My pitching's what's hurting me. My batting's been great every week, but my pitching. I need to figure something out because I'm see, yeah, I've been the back I've been backwards. My pitching has been best in the league but my batting's an awful let, let, let's fuse our teams weeks. and split the winnings <laughs> we are currently discussing houston astros fantasy baseball and that is the dynamic duo of things mlb fans don't give a shit about <laughs> okay i have like two astros on my team thank you i've got like 12 <laughs> it's mccullers and javier javier's oh ass i'm trying to get rid of him but yeah. mccullers is great but my first two weeks I got railed. I've got like oh or one and eleventh the first week, and then the second week I think I had two wins against ten, but I haven't lost since. So I'm still, I'm trying to build my way back. All right. Well, no, no offense, Hunter. I would rather talk spend time talking about <laughs> this next topic than Houston Astros fantasy yeah. baseball. So I don't know if you guys like have been aware of this. I I know I sent a couple in one of our group messages. Um, there's been like a weird trend going around, uh, mainly Twitter, people posting pictures of their bald ass tires <laughs> and like taking them to the mechanic and just getting roasted by their mechanic. Yes. And so I'm assuming this was Wiz that had the nerve to type in, is driving on bald tires irresponsible? Well, this just made my blood boil. Okay, so the reason I had to bring this up is because I was looking down a thread on Twitter of one of those pictures posted and someone said, someone was like, I, same thing happened to me. I got roasted about it and I, I didn't know I had to not keep up with that. And so someone below said, you know, it's so irresponsible. You're putting other people in danger. And someone then a different person below that said, not everyone has the time and money to keep up with their car like that. So I was like, and then then, don't then, drive. But then, yes, yeah, <laughs> that, that was, that's what it, burned down to just like shit talking back and forth saying don't fucking drive you can't keep up with your car so i'm like i i agree i think you can't keep up with your car you shouldn't drive if you can't you can go to discount tire if you got a basic car 
some century tires are yeah. forty dollars a tire. If you can't afford that, don't drive. Yeah, my I mean, my, speaking of discount tire, uh, my wife like two months ago smacked the shit out of a curb and like cracked her rim. Oh my god! Bubbled the sidewall of her tire, fucked it up, and so uh we took the tire did not drive it because and like we live like three miles away from a discount tire and i wouldn't even let her drive it it was so bad threw her tire in the back of my honda civic and drove it to discount tire and it it cost us i want to say out the door because she uh paid the protection plan when she bought the tires which surprised the shit out of me um (laughs) because i don't pay protection plans for anything but yeah, got the protection plan. Uh, one tire and the rim, like the whole wheel mm-hmm. out the door. We had seventeen dollars. Yeah, I love the protection plan because I had a nail go in the sidewall of my tire, and mm-hmm. they were like, "All right, we'll just sign this waiver." Da, 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 da. Uh, here's twenty dollars, which that basically plan paid for another protection plan. Mm-hmm. it again. That's all. Yeah, that is. that's all so you got. Really, do. you can walk out with a free one and be like, "Ah, oh, fuck that other protection plan." So. I used to work at Discount Tire for like almost two years. And I got to say, buy the protection plan. If you get a new car and off the lot, drive it to Discount Tire, you can put a protection plan on those tires. But if someone came in and one of their tires that looked perfectly fine, had a flat, and they want a flat repair, if we lifted it up and then noticed one of the other tires was bald or showing steel or anything like that, we couldn't even let them leave without buying a tire. It didn't matter if they didn't have money. We'd give them another shitty tire out in the back that was just not that bald. Like, because if we let them leave on that and they blow the tire down the road, we're responsible for that shit. Yeah, so. yeah. Like that—that's why. Like this, these Twitter threads and this like topic in our notes just made me so mad because like tires. I, I get it. Tires are expensive, especially depending on what kind of car you drive. Like mm-hmm. you drive like. A basic ass car like honda civic like my tires for that car were cheap as fuck mm-hmm. but if you drive like a nicer car or god forbid a truck your tires are going to be pricey like i get it but it's so easy it's so easy to go like the last time i was at a discount tire i put four new tires on my car i was in and out in like 45 minutes it's mm-hmm. so easy and it's so easy to control like and it's like one of the very few things on like car maintenance that affects other people mm-hmm. like that that's why i was wondering this that's why i feel so confidently about that or not confidently so passionately about this is that like tires like affect everyone like mm-hmm. like if i don't change my oil which is like my other like if you have a car change your fucking oil and keep your fucking tires up like those two things will do so much for your car um but like if you don't change your oil and your engine seizes up and your car is like dead in the water you just come to a stop <laughs> you yeah. you basically wasted your fucking car and that's on you if you run your tires down to the cords and have a blowout on the interstate going 75 miles an hour and kill a family of four in a minivan because you can't control it like that's that affects more than just you because you were too cheap for a 70 dollar tire but like it's I not said, even that because they even offer credit cards, so you, you don't have to pay anything up, mm-hmm. up front for like sixty days. But like I said, there's like if you have a basic ass car, there's a Century tire for a basic car mm-hmm. is like thirty six dollars. Yeah, I want to say the when I, But yeah, I want to say when I did 
my Civic, I got like the step up from like whatever the bottom shelf tire was. And it was like 42 bucks a tire. Well, I, I bet you either got Centuries or Falcons. I don't remember, but. Jesus, my F-150 tires are 160 a piece. See, and that's fine. Like, but you keep up with it. And if someone had an F-150 oh, yeah. and couldn't keep up with it, then sell your F-150 for a regular ass car and keep up with it. Like, get yeah, you a no, Ford I make sure Ranger. I get the good tire. because Ford Ranger tires go for like, what, 80? Uh, I want to say I just priced one and it, uh, you can get like bottom end tires for like 60. Well, if you want like highway tires, you can get them for like 40 bucks. Oh, really? Like 40, 40 something. It depends. But if you want like all terrains, you're like, you're going to look at like 60 to 100 something. Yeah. I have like size 19 (laughs) all terrains. But yeah. So (laughs) speaking of this, if you're listening to this, go out, pause us right now. We'll wait. Go outside. Check your tread on your fucking tires. Just Google the penny test. There's a penny no, test. But you don't even need the penny test. Is. They have a little bump in the tread. And once once the tread yeah. gets level with that bump, you need tires. And if yeah, just check your fucking tires. <laughs> if you can see if 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 I see you on the road and I can see the fucking cords in your tires. Oh, that's. It's on site. I will fist fight you in the parking lot of that CVS. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else, and I was very concerned. No. But no. That, that's enough non-sports talk on the Sports Talk podcast. One quick thing I'm going to vent about, because we don't care about hockey too much, but I'm a fake Vegas. <laughs> I'm a fake Vegas Golden Knight fan, because I said when they came out a couple years ago, I was going to follow that team. So I just followed them on Twitter and followed their record throughout the year. And so I know playoffs started. I know they were a playoff team. So I checked the record and they are lost the tiebreaker to uh, the team above them, I believe, Colorado something. But I look closely and they go by points and you get a point for each win, zero points for a loss, but you still get one point for an overtime loss. So even though Colorado has two more losses than the Vegas Golden Knights, they win the tiebreaker because they were overtime losses and got points for those losses, which seems like the most bullshit rule I have ever heard of. What's yeah, the I don't understand a, this at all. What is the point of a win-loss column if you fucking throw in some stupid point system after? Like, Well, it's, it's kind of like in like the college football world, it seems like the playoff picture every year comes down to somebody's quality loss. Like, mm-hmm. What what the fuck is a quality? How is an overtime loss better than a regular loss? I, like, I know. this is why we're not a hockey so, podcast. So yeah, but like, as someone who wants who wants to like the Vegas Golden Knight and they just look at the standings and see like, wait, why why are they below them? Because there's extra column for overtime loss, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm just like, what what's going on? I messaged some people asking, what does overtime loss mean? <laughs> Like it still counts as a point. I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah. We need like a we need a hockey enthusiast to come on as a guest and just Colton. break it down completely. Because also, this is another thing. Just speaking of hockey stuff, I don't understand. Hockey has offsides. I assumed that it was just offsides, like um, soccer, like soccer has. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty like familiar and aware of. Uh, soccer's offside rule no i and i this is how i learned like most of my obscure sports stuff i learned playing um nhl on the playstation 
a couple weeks ago. It is not even close to the same thing as soccer's offside rule. So I need we need someone to educate us on hockey. If you're listening and have extensive hockey knowledge, feel free to reach out. I think Colton listens. If Colton's listening to this, DM us. All right. So that'll bring us to our final segment. Um our recurring weekly segment, highs and lows. Uh, we ended with the lows last week. So to end on a high note this week, we're going to start with the lows. Um, I don't know like, if you guys have a whole lot since we're kind of on a quick turnaround for this episode. Yeah. But um, this one came to me while we were talking MLB. Um, and I just added this. So Albert Pujols signed by the Dodgers. I read on some news site, and this broke my heart because it was worse because I read it like and the article I read it in was like breaking news. So they were like talking about all the possibilities of it. And I read that article after the signing with the Dodgers had already happened. So apparently the Cardinals were like one of the favorites to, to sign Pujols and Pujols whole reason for leaving um, the Angels is because he wouldn't get uh, wouldn't agree to a limited playing role because they had some young guys they wanted to play first base, and he wouldn't get out of the way, so they cut him. Pujols agreed to the Cardinals to a reduced salary and reduced playing time as long as they would give him, like, a bonus or stipend or some kind of extra money for, like, a mentorship role. Because the Cardinals are a pretty young team overall. And he did this because he said in this news article he wanted to be able to retire as a cardinal and i was so like i was pumped to read it but then it just was like absolutely soul crushing that i read it after he had signed with the dodgers and like, it was just so close yet so far because y'all have absolutely no clue how like this would if we would have gotten him and he would have been retiring as a cardinal i would this would like make my the whole season for me like we could have like lost out but just getting to see Pujols in a Cardinals uniform one more time would have like made my year see I don't know that feeling yet especially because I I don't think at this age I've had any greats leave and retire like Pujols gonna have the chance because Romo and Des Bryant got forced out the Astros Mm -hmm. are all young I I was too young for Biggio leaving and the Rockets I mean anyone who's been great we've signed like like James Harden. So maybe when Altuve retires in 10 years, I'll be able to feel your pain. It's, it's but, emotional. It's an emotional time. Yeah. But if, yeah, you... if no one else has any lows, we can go ahead and move on to highs. Yeah, so. I've got a great high that I've been looking forward to all week. And it almost turned to a low until the very last second. But Sam Houston State, they pulled it out and won 23 to 21, the FCS National Championships. They are the champions for the first time in school history. It's been great. Great to witness it. Great to be a student during these times. Too bad it's during COVID and there was no tailgates. <laughs> I was sucks. so excited when they said the football league got pushed the spring because I was like, all right, cool tailgating oh, is that why it's going on now they just moved it back so they could yeah COVID moved back to spring and so cool. this is this is their regular season it, it normally runs the same time with the d1 yeah yeah 
I was so sad that I couldn't do ta- tailgating promised worlds. Well, I'll, I'll get my high out of the way real quick. Uh, I'm just, I'm finally, like, I, I kind of felt it today as I was looking at the schedule and the playoff seating shaping up today. I'm finally excited and interested in the NBA. It has felt so stale this year, but knowing we're going into the plans next week and finally going to have those matchups, best of sevens, I am excited. But I think that's it. I, I guess yeah. I'd throw one more high in. It's that last episode. I did not have to edit at all, and it was <laughs> perfect. I'm going to have to edit this one just a little bit. The last week was perfect. <laughs> And I'll wrap it up. Um, I left this out of NBA so that we could use it, um, so I could use it here. Uh, the Thunder um, wrap up NBA, their season tonight versus the Clippers. Hoping, hoping for an L. I don't really think it matters at this point, but um, I'm not really sure. Like I, I bet the Clippers probably don't play any other players. Um, yeah, so. Uh, with sharing this screen right here. What do y'all see? Do y'all see the whole thing or just the yeah? Library? Yeah, no, I see the whole page. Um, and yeah, the Thunder. I I have ran this exact website's lottery simulator at least probably two dozen times, and every time except for I think literally one, the Thunder have gotten a top five pick, and I am at, like this is literally our first good draft pick. Like for me to be actually excited about any any team's draft in a decade i mean being like the mlb draft does not matter no um but then like so this year in back-to-back sports i get the patriots have their highest draft pick in years and years and years at 15 and now my team is all but guaranteed a top five pick possibly two top five picks depending on how the rockets pick shakes out there there is a good chance that whenever the nba lottery comes around Gooch is going to be very happy, and me and Hunter are going to be pissed. So. Paul, if, I, I am praying to all the sports gods that Houston falls out of the top four. We're, we're going to do one. Yeah, go ahead, real quick. go ahead and run this, this and, lottery. Well, let, let's imagine this happens. I have not been excited for a draft, the Texans 2014 draft, where they had a first pick just to Yeah, so, so this one that you just ran is pretty average to what I've been seeing. I mean, Are I've really? seen like, <laughs> I've seen Oklahoma City sprinkled majority anywhere between three to five with a couple twos and a couple ones thrown in there. Let's see, I, I'm just gonna be heartbroken. So we we can the Rockets. It's the fifth or the yeah. Your your pick. pick is protected within the top four. So I you want, guys have to, you want to see the pick swap? <laughs> I want that top three, but. There you go. Yeah. So, so this right here, <laughs> that, that's I your would dream. <laughs> lose my mind. Oh, this this is literally like, a, I'm like, I'm gonna start going to church again before the draft. Like, I'm gonna start living <laughs> my life right so that I can get this draft lottery to go in my favor. Because right. this this right here, this picture on the screen is absolute best case scenario for me see the rockets have all as, as long as i've watched we've with with the grady and yao me we were always in the playoffs and when when they left we were making the playoffs not making the playoffs always that middle of the pack team never getting the number one overall pick and even close 
but now this is the first year we've been bottom of the league in forever. And the only bright side is if we get a top three pick. And if we if we have to give it to you, Gooch, I'm going to be pissed. So in this situation, your pick would fall to 18. Oh, my God. And we also get Portland's pick, but <laughs> 21. So we, we uh, could have – God, I'd be pissed. But, but yeah, so – always package that to trade up, but that's still – that hurts. Well, We'll leave you guys with that image and call this a wrap on episode four. As always, um, you can listen to us on pretty much any any uh, podcasting platform. Look up Below 500, as well as watch us on YouTube. All the social medias are going to be at Below 500 Pod. And if you are a loyal listener... Uh, feel free on any of those social media platforms. Send us in your questions. If you got anything you would like to hear talked about, um, our DMs should be open on pretty much all those. So follow us, reach out, share us with everybody. And that's it for this week. See y'all next week. <laughs>